I know you love a punt, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Responsibly, you, of course. Resp- of course, always yeah. responsible. But like, what were you doing when this Melbourne Cup on the Cox Plate, all these big races? What were you doing? Look, I don't want to, I don't want to lead people into thinking I'm too much of a degenerate. But I love my racing. If you grow up over here, you love your it's racing. So I was living in the UK. I wake up about five o'clock in the morning, and I'd get a couple of my mates to Facetime me. Wow. So wherever they were, sometimes they're at the pub, sometimes they're at the races. Uh, especially for the big races. The Melbourne Cup, it's, it's the race that stops the nation. So if I had NordVPN, mate, I could have just locked it straight into my laptop, not annoy anyone on the big day, but I was always chasing my mates to FaceTime me at the time. That's so, crazy. Um, if, if I had NordVPN, it would have been so much easier. Like I said, could have maybe linked it onto my TV, at least watch it on my phone without punishing any of my mates. So uh, if you want to sign up to nordvpn.com slash levelspod, you'll get an extra four free months. Wow. This is the Lovers Podcast. I'm Justin Hawkins, joined by the triple OG, Widamu Viliami Maison. OG, uh, week two of Lovers Podcast. Mm. Good to be back. It was well, good, good to be breaking down the games last week, wasn't it? Like breaking that down was the teams. We said at the start, it was like, you know, we need rugby league back. Mm. Was, we've, had no, we've had a big enough break, so... Uh, no, it was good. It was good thinking about footy all the time. You know, it does consume our lives now, and it sure. has been since we we're probably about seventeen. So it's um, something that we love doing. It's, it's, we don't look at this like a job. This is just fun. It's good to be back in the grind of it. We just this is throwing you a little bit off kilter here, mm-hmm. but uh, on a little tangent, how are you feeling this time of the year? Like, because you talked about how yeah. you know being a rep player, a lot of the times you'd sort of come back in January. Mm. How early did you start getting excited for the seasons? Because some of these boys, like I, I seen uh, an interview with Cade um, Dykes, the fullback from mm. Cronulla, who did his ACL, and yeah. he feels like he's been in rehab for a year now. Yeah, it's awful. So, uh, how did you like? When did you start getting excited for the seasons? Seen as you probably come back a little mm. bit later than everyone. Coming back later is always it was, it's a blessing in disguise, right? I think that's why you see guys like Cameron Smith playing. You know, twenty years pretty mm-hmm. much. You know, like he was always in the kangaroo system, always in the in the origin system, everything like that. So he's always at the pinnacle of his game. Billy Slater, JT, all these sort of guys. So obviously they're the, some of the best players of all time in, in that generation as well. So they get a little bit of a break. You come back, you pretty much got six weeks, and then you're playing. You're playing a trial game. Play forty minutes or something like that, and then you and then you're ready. You know what I mean? But you're not just doing nothing. This whole time, you know, like you don't you don't stop training till I mean you don't stop playing till like nearly late November if you're mm. on World Cups and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you need to recover you for need, at least four weeks, at least. Yes, at least four to six weeks, and it's just and it, six weeks would be around about like early Jan, mid Jan. Mm. So you come back, you just get the break. You know, you understand you're you're involved with Origin. You know, you're involved with big long runs into the semifinals plus the. Australian like kangaroo tools the World Cups and Ashes and all that kind of stuff. So you need that break. Cam Smith, 20 years, he would have played – I'm looking at all his rep oh, games 50 here. 50-something tests, man. So he would have – probably 18 pre-seasons he probably would have started in January yes. out of the 20, you reckon? Yeah. And then he's always like he's, – he's fit as hell anyway. <laughs> so all he needs yeah. is a little bit of a touch-up. Yeah. He'd do about three or four weeks of hard work and then he goes straight into the season. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be those, that sort of guy that completely blows himself out too. You know when no. you know, some players get a bit of a break and they go fucking. And most of the guys, most of the pros, 
they wouldn't do that the, yeah, because you wouldn't <clears throat> you wouldn't be able to come back the next year and do that because yeah, they get sure. back early. You know, there was not one person when we were playing that was coming back overweight. We'd all come back in pretty good nick. All we'd need was a couple little couple of Ks under the belt. Yeah, you know, because we've already done those three or four hard pre-seasons when we're 17, 18, 19, 20. You know, like you put that work. Once you understand 21. how to get through, yeah, that. yeah. So you already know how how hard you got to train, where to get to, what to sort. You know, and then then you just need to play, and that and that's what the Bulldogs were like. We trained hard. But it was pretty smart as well, mm. you know. So Melbourne's there's a method like to that. the madness. Yeah, there is, you know. Yeah, and that's why the longevity will last for a while. Yeah, because you know, there's a couple of times where I got injured at the back end of the year and missed the whole preseason. Did Liz Frank, and it was just it sucked. I was just on the grinder and on, on like just like walking and swimming and everything like that. You know, I've done ACL, so injuries suck. Yeah, you know, you know. But like at that time, you're still at one of the best players in the game. And you just it just it, doesn't feel like you're part of the group. It just though. doesn't, mate. It doesn't matter even if you are an integral part of the group. You're just not. You're not. Because you're not playing. You're not even included in anything. You, and I did that. I did my ACL at the Roosters, right? And, fo- and um, Freddie was really good. He just goes, get away from – I said it was about my 10th year in, that, in, in the game. He goes, just get away from the club. Hmm. Get away from the team because like, you, just, you just want to be playing. You can't, right? Yeah. You just can't. So I was swimming at Woolloomooloo in that pool, in that saltwater pool right in the city. Every morning, yeah, just swimming, 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 and then um, going and doing weights with the team, and that was about it. But you need a break, yeah, from sure. from from just being around the Depending being around what, the team. Depends where you are in the game and yeah. like how much it consumes yeah. you. If like, you got the runs, Freddie on the board. knew what, what knows what I might. He goes, just go and do that, and that was the best thing. I come back in five months and three weeks from yeah. full blown ACL. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, just swam, swam, swam. Did all the rehab, did everything like, that. and it just sort of just Travis Tumar was my. Um, if he's, yeah. the, he's the SSC now for the for the Bulldogs. He got me back real quick, and just it just. Because I, was, I think I was just away from everything and just concentrated on rehab. Wasn't even doing anything. Wasn't even watching him train. Yeah. Nothing. Because that does your head in too. Does your head in. Yeah. Especially when you just consume a rugby league all the time. It's like, get me the fuck away. Mm. And he knew that. And he just go away and then I'll just come back. It was good, right? Yeah, nothing worse than when you can get or watch sessions and maybe get a little bit frustrated. Why are they doing that? Mm. Like, why is he doing that wrong? But, but it, you're not, you can't do shit. But it would suck if you're a young kid fighting for your position, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't phasing me. I'll come back and I'll come back into, into, the, into the side. I wouldn't go for a reserve grade or anything like that. But some kids have got to start again. Mm. That would be hard mentally. For sure. For sure. Um, what about the weekend, mate? Up too much over the weekend? Um, went and saw my brother. I haven't seen him for a while. Um, took the family up there, his kids. And then we just chilled out there. Went up there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Got home last night. Up the coast? Yeah. The Some entrance. More North entrance. Yep. So beautiful up there. Um, Nora Head, all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I'm from, I'm a Newey boy, right? Yeah. Moved to Sydney, but you sort of skip the Central Coast all the time. You haven't spent much time there? Not much. Yeah. Just Gosford, playing, playing then and going home. You know, yeah. not much. Just not, I haven't stayed there longer than a night. You know what? Someone had a drone shot of Gosford Stadium. Mm. Uh, it was like, a, I sent it on Instagram. It was like a Central Coast Mariners page or a, a player yeah. that played for. It's a beautiful stadium. It's beautiful, yeah. When you snap it from stadium. the back looking through the water, yep. it's such a nice stadium. It's slept on aim. Central Coast. There should is, be a team there. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, Central Coast is a nice uh, – we, we were talking on the way in. There's part of me that wouldn't mind moving up Central Coast. Yeah. Just a little bit cheaper up it's there. It's fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I don't nah, know. I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> it's good for family time Shout and stuff like that. Mate, chicken. I was at the entrance. I was like, holy fucking – this is like – this is – um. School holidays, right? Yeah. So this is going to be – this is peak season. Yeah. Not much doing. Cruisy. Bit of fishing. <laughs> bit of swimming. Are you, are you a big swimmer? 
Oh, really? oh yeah. so I don't surf like or anything. I just body bash yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of fishing heaps, you know. Yeah. Like brother that would help fishing. heaps if you're a surfer and that. Oh, I'd be mad. Yeah, it'd be all right. Um, but then you wouldn't be spending any time with your family. Yeah, true. <laughs> you surf all day. I know well, one some, of, one of like my Rennie and Joey and that, they surf. And they're fucking for four hours. Gone for three or four hours. I'm eh? like, what, what do you do all day? Yeah. yeah. You a, know what? To be so – like, I think they get out there and they just want – like, Joey loves it. He, need, he needs that sort of shit for his fucking Mental peace health. of mind. Yep. You know what I mean? He gets out there, he surfs with his little boy. He fucking loves it. I said, how long do you go for? I'm being like 45 an hour. Mm. Fucking three or four hours. Mm. I'm like, what, what do you do? Mm. Just – just at peace. It's good. Just in the grind. Yeah, hey? yeah. it's good. It's, it's peaceful to be even when I go out there and sometimes I'll do the Clay Valley run swim or yeah. it's because I've got the anxiety with sharks. I don't go too deep, but something just peaceful about being in the water. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you. Yeah. I, I like sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about it all I don't the think time. most people I watch like Shark sharks. Week too much. Um, <laughs> mate, we are hosting Super Bowl 58 party on Sydney Harbour, and it is presented by our friends, our partners, the Tabs. So if you want to come and join us with AFL, NFL, sorry, AUNZ and Tab for the official Super Bowl party on Sydney Harbour, jump on board the exclusive Super Bowl Sea Deck, a 42-metre, three-level boat to watch a big game live from Las Vegas and experience 360-degree panoramic views of Sydney Harbour. Hope and good, unfortunately, mate, we will not be watching the Packers <laughs> because once again, like I said last week, we can just we can just not beat the 49ers in big games. Um, One of those the hardest part, the hardest part about it, mate, was I didn't my, I had low expectations going into the game. We were playing with house money. We got the youngest team in the playoffs mm. in 30 years. And I didn't think we were going to beat them. Then we get in a position where we should beat them. And um, the kit starts off with the kicker, but I also thought we got a really bad spot in the first quarter. You haven't watched the game yet, no. back, have you? When you get a chance to watch the game back, we really got a really bad spot on a fourth and one opportunity. But not to be, 49ers get the job done. So much to build on for the Packers. And I, even though I thought we were the better team on the day, I think 49ers is a better team. So it'll be a better Super Bowl to see the 49ers and the Ravens who yeah. have both gone through. Uh, we have the Bills and Chiefs playing now, now or after. Detroit and Detroit and versus Tampa. Bucks as we're filming this. So what about what how do you feel if you're the kicker? Just say if you're just say if you're a defensive lineman getting bashed all game, offensive lineman just doing all that hard shit, QB, DBs, all that, and then you I know I know that I know it's a team, but you've got teams within teams, right? Yeah. Are you even fucking saying anything to that kicker? I don't think I'm talking to him ever. Yeah, he. there's a good chance he won't be on the roster. Matt, Matt LaFleur, our coach. I could barely talk to a winger if they fucking <laughs> drop the ball and he's part of the <laughs> – do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like <laughs> – let alone a guy whose one job yeah. is to kick the fucking ball over. Yeah. I know, I know people miss, but I'm like, he for fucking sure. should have got that. He, for sure. It was only it was 35, 35 yards out, yeah. wasn't it? It was, it was sort of a chip, I mean. It's it was just like, it wasn't shot. fucking 60 yards out no. in the wind and all that sort of shit. It was just like, just kick the fucking thing. Mate, it's, it, what's the name of our podcast? Levels. There's levels. Yeah, to, mate. There's levels. To, Tucker wouldn't have missed it. Tucker doesn't miss that. Tucker won't miss it. Uh, who else has been clutch? Crosby had a – our old kicker was rough at the end of the – back mm. end of the um, – his run, but for a long period, he was really solid good, for yeah. us. But I yeah, Matt, La- Matt Lafleur quote was quoted after the game as saying, "Every time he goes out there, I pray." Lafleur, Lafleur. <laughs> he, pray- well, he prays. He said, "I pray every time the kicker goes every- out." Why is he on our fucking? What are you doing, kicker? How's he getting? Like, I mean, 
that's supposed to be the best of yeah. the best. Yeah. Like in every position, it's the best of the best, right? Yeah. So cutthroat. And it's like, you fucking, you he's been awful all year. Like that. Yeah, he's missed like four or five field goals, I reckon, this year. Like costly ones. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, man. We lost a lot of one, if like, <laughs> one score games. If you're, you know, the DBs and all that, they all stick together in the wide receiver, mm. so you're looking at him going, you fucking. What position you reckon gives it to him the most? I reckon. I reckon the DBs know. do the most talking yeah. the most. I reckon wide receivers and DBs talk yeah, the most. Yeah, they'll be in shit. your face. But we've got a young core group. It'll be Jair Alexander for sure. Yeah. He wouldn't be copping that shit. No. He works <laughs> so hard. <laughs> now, well. All right, um, mate, let's get into the show, eh? So um, today we're going to be breaking down the Dolphins, the Manly Seagulls, and the North Queensland Cowboys. Very excited yeah. uh, to chat about all three of these teams. Um, a lot of potential in, mm. in all three. I think all these teams wouldn't be surprised if they're where they are still or or they make the jump because we know every year that teams drop out of the eight and teams have got to go into the eight. So I think a couple of these teams are uh, a candidate to go up for sure. Um, got a few little uh, um, versions or comments on the kick kick rule that we sort of probably didn't yeah. didn't address on, on Thursday. So got a few fans that are sort of thinking the same about game management. And you're cracking that body science yeah. energy can there, Mace, to get pumped up for this episode. But um, I pumped it yesterday for our run club. How'd you go? Good, good 5K. Um, our first run club back for 2024. So we only had about. I would have been there, you know, I was just up the coast. Yeah, for sure. That's it. I would have been there. Yeah. Um, just to let everyone know, we have obviously the Nines tournament this week, the Nines Premier League tournament. Um, a guy called Benny Vincent runs this for us in Sydney. Uh, we had someone reach out. Jesse Hunter, will you be doing a run club on the po- Goldie? Jesse, you don't understand how old we are and how tough this is going to be. We're playing Friday and Saturday in this Nines tournament. Um, there's been a location change as well. So mm. if you want any information on the Nines Premier League tournament, make sure you go on the Instagram page. You've got people texting me. Um, there's been a change on the location, so go on there and find out if you want to buy tickets as Where well. Where is it? Um, that's why I said oh, on Instagram page because as we're going, I started to forget about it. Lukey, do you know where it is, mate? Lukey, that's right. But they can go right. on the, they can go go on the Instagram right. page and go find it. But um, And you can also uh, get tickets to come watch us play. It's going to be a good event. And Jesse Hunter, no, mate, nothing on the Goldie, but the boys at Alfred's, uh, Ed Hatcher and Mitch White, do a great job. They've got a uh, run club up there. Uh, we'll have a run club at Burley Pav. We might be doing some laps around Burley Pav on Saturday we'll afternoon. Uh, we'll see how we go. But um, before we do that, before yeah. we get in the games, I tell you what, I'm going to be smashing these energy drinks, uh, OG, because yeah. we're going to need them for the for the Nines Premier League tournament. Um, it's the ultimate solution for boosting focus and mental performance because we're going to need, not only are we going to need to be on and we're going to need to be pumped up, but we're going to, be, we need to, be we're going to need to focus because there are going to be people coming from everywhere, yeah. I think. Let's we, not think it's in the 2000 when you can just catch balls easily. No, no. <laughs> You're going to have to fucking guide that thing in, right? Hands right. up. You actually you, – I was just trying to think when was the last time – because I haven't, I didn't even play Oztag last year, so yeah. I've been throwing a footy around in a hey, minute. I'm all right. I'm a trainer. I'm throwing footies around all the time. Mm. Um, Doesn't actually, mean I'm going to do shit, but – Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still <laughs> cruising. Hands will do. Um, we had a message uh, on YouTube as well. Are they has to test it? Yes, they are. All the products undergo rigorous testing to meet the highest standards for athlete safety. So um, it's going to help fuel our performance. Our energy matrix combines glucose and taurine with essential vitamins to elevate your game and potentially mm. win us the Nines Premier League, mate. Was it 30 so, grand to win? 
30K. 30K. 30K on the line. Oh, you yeah. watch out. I'm telling you, watch out. Watch out. Seriously, gets. Who do you think is going to go hard? Out, out I don't think how, Look, there's one man called Greg Bird yeah. who does not have an off button. Yeah. And I think we've got the Moose, Josh McGuire. We'll just send them against each yeah, other. Yeah, that'll go. That'll go, be go, good. Go at him, Moose. Go at him. Birdie was playing with. Uh, I think Birdie's playing still with, playing. Yeah, he plays eighth grade up there somewhere, doesn't he? Mango will carve up. Watch him and yeah. the crew that he's going to have, mm. bro. We got a lot of big boys, right? We don't have much. We don't have any backs. Yeah, we don't. We need some. We definitely. Well, we got to play to the best coaches, whether it be NRL, NFL. You adapt to what. Squad you got, mate. We just go through the middle, and it is nines. Right? We just no one wants to tackle nines. Why don't we just go straight to the middle and just fucking yeah. tell everyone we're going to kick the front door in? Try stop us. We got all front rollers, hundred percent. And if and so, just say for instance, um, what's his name's um, Alex Glenn's team? Like he's a good worker, right? But he's got all outside backs after that. If we make Lexi make fucking six tackles every set. Then we've got to get the Corey Normans in to make the tackles. Does Mudders Norman want to make the tackles? If we turn one on and Does want to go through the middle, Gerard Beals, Jordan Carhus want to make tackles. We'll see. We'll just stack the front door. We'll just go kick the fucking front door down, I reckon. Let's get after it. <laughs> All right, mate. Um, like we said, uh, we've got the, the rule changes. Uh, we're a little bit divisive yeah. last week. So similar, similar questions here. One's from uh, Adam Roy. On the new rule change, do you think the attacking side loses their advantage? Attacking side has built pressure and earned the right to get a repeat set, but then defending team has a better opportunity of getting the ball back with little to no risk involved. And again, that was echoed by Andy, uh, who said, not a fan of the new rule change. For me, it's potentially an easy get out for a team getting dominated without risk of a penalty. Like a Penrith on top grinding, uh, getting repeat sets through good kicks, essentially lose out on the 50-50 shot without a risk of penalty for the team on the back foot. So very similar. Totally agree. I totally agree Mm. because the amount – how hard it is, you play this little game of kick, 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 all for field position, right? To yep. try and get down there and build pressure. Some teams don't even get that shot at a team like Penrith, right? It's so hard to get It's very hard to get set, field, to it? win field position. And Penrith are the masters at that. All the good clubs are. And to even get a repeat set is very hard. So there's no reward. There's no reward. Kick defense is so well now yep. on last tackles. You know, you've got, you got back rolls dropping back. You've got the fullback sweeping. You've got your wingers Half dropping sweeping. back, your halves. Everybody's yep. protecting each other. There is a system in place for every single kick. Yeah. And then and you get like it. In the old days, it's like, hey, fullback, just get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like trap and scrap. You've got to trap the ball. You know what I mean? Like most most of the time, front rollers and that weren't told to touch the ball. Mm. If it goes anywhere near you, you've got to trap trap the ball with your feet or whatever and fucking dive on it. Yeah, you know to, to help everybody because these kickers are so good and it's a plan, right? Everyone's screaming through. So to even get a, a kick, like to get a repeat set, it's fucking hard to get down there to build pressure. So there is no reward. So just say you've gotten you've gotten down there and Penrith will just bury you into submission, right? Three or four repeat sets and then you'll break. Yeah, they'll break you mentally. Right now you just go oh. Whatever, just kick, kick it out or whatever. And then, and then they don't get a reward. They get to tap the ball in the middle of the field, which is the best fucking place defensively because mm. you've got fucking full 13-man line because yeah. a fullback will be in there. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? So you got six, like you got seven and six. That's all- what you're going to have. And then like you get this, you'll burn one, burn two to try and get to a point. might take you two times, two places to get to that, to that numbers line and then have a long shift and then that and then kick again. Imagine if, you know, try and get another repeat set. You get another fucking tap. Yeah, with the short kickoffs as well. If you do indeed get it back, you're probably chasing to get to your spot to put a play on for maybe two or three tackles anyway. Eh? So the skill, I think it's going to add more skill to it. I agree for sure with what you're saying. Um, but 
if you're going to be a good grinding team, not only do you have to grind, kick well, get a repeat set, you've got to practice kick defense now yeah. as a part of it, right? Like kick – so, you know, the variations that you've seen some teams do. I think I watched Penrith one game where Isaiah Yo or whoever the center was would get up on the kick defense if they were trying to do the short dropout and just smash it back. They okay. didn't, they'll just they'll just knock it knock it back. So it's like you there, there there's going to be pros and cons to it for sure. But you just got to keep like just because you got the repeat set doesn't mean your job's over. Okay, so just say just say you've been under the pump, right? Yeah. And you've they're forced to drop out. You got the ball. It's thirty seconds, right? What's the time? 30, 45 seconds. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Pump it out on the full, on purpose. Yeah. There's another thirty seconds. So guess what? Boys, we've got a minute off. That's all these guys train for, that minute, and then you're nearly fully recovered. That's a good one. Kick the fuck out of the ball on purpose. Kick it in the fucking 20th row yeah. and then just get back in, on your line. Yeah. Fully set line. You don't think – I understand instead of Instead of kicking it up and then like it's all staggered and all that sort of shit. 50-50, you know, 50, ball, it. but just uh, kick the shit out of it. Don't even make it go anywhere. Then you've got to get the ball back in and all that sort of stuff. Like you, you, You're fucking with time right there. Yeah. So, so people, you don't, if you don't think that's going to happen – you're an idiot. You could get an extra 10 or 15 seconds yes. minimum, right? Easily. Yeah. But you've got that 30 seconds to even kick it. You go straight down to the bottom yeah. and then boot it and then that's probably another 25 seconds. Yeah. That's a it, fair bit in the game. It would be – you're then, right. Sorry, I, but, sorry, I think it will happen. Sorry, but then you get the whole line set. Yeah. You're not setting – you're not on the sideline. Big boy, 60 ball seconds is back. massive. It's big, mate. Massive. It's big. Yeah. So like, they're the little tactics. You give any grey area and anything in rugby league – For sure. We will – Players will exploit it. But in saying, yeah, for sure. I reckon it will happen. Yeah. I, I agree. I totally think it will happen. And it will be a shit variation of what the rule was brought in to, to get. But I think at the end of the day, no matter what, yeah, if you smash it out, um, there's gonna you're going to be able to set your line. But for the most part, you think 95% of the time – you want to get the ball back. You want to at least have a chance to get the ball back yeah. because it's 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 a backbreaker, mate. Like we never played in this rule where it was like they they were kicking it as much, but I've, I've depending watched, on, I've depending, watched on teams, score, depending on the score as well for sure. If it's fucking ten eight or if it's ten all or mm. whatever it is, if you're up, if you you're know, up, if you're up fourteen yeah, ten, you're, you're right. punting it out, mate. You're right. You are pumping it out yeah. just to kill it off the time, man. If it's sixteen ten, I can see a world with with two and a half minutes to go where. Adam Reynolds, a cheeky little Adam Reynolds, just stabs one straight out. He's good at that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he goes the really hard dart to mm. put it within five metres because he yeah. can place it. Like, have you seen him? They'll, and be, test, they'll be testing it. They can do those stingers, right? Low, Real low. Just so aim to try to get the ball back. But like he was trying to do in the grand final, right? Yes. And, it, and it just didn't ha- It didn't yep. come off. Yep. I wasn't taking the piss out, but like, yep. just say like, he's trying He's trying to make a play. For now sure. Now there's no risk the risk and reward. Who gives a shit? They're yeah. going to tap the ball back, get your line set, boys, and we'll tackle. Yeah, you're right. So, so they're going to actually go for it if you need the ball back. Low trajectory, trying to get that 20, the not, 30, 30, in between the 20 and the 40-ish. Yep. Attack that if back not, If not, it just goes out in the full. Yeah. And we just and we don't even have to move up. Yeah. We just set our line. Yeah. Fuck, I would rather that. Yeah, you're right. If you're a middle, because the middles are getting blasted. And this whole rule, the stuff that we're something, oh, we just need more fatigue. How much fucking more fatigue do you need these kids? Mm. Everyone's gonna be a fucking marathon runner. Looking like they'd be all fucking 80 kilo front rowers. Is that what you want? Mm. You want fucking big dudes like it's, it's an anomaly like a Tino and a Payne Haas and Fanul Blake and all yeah, these folks. I see these kids coming through the system now. They're big and strong and everything like that, but they're not fucking fit enough. Yeah. 
it's such a fitness thing. I get it. But, I mean, how much more fatigue do these kids need? Yeah. Then the, the quality of football just goes down. Yeah, through the middle, you're right. Through the middle, it gets sloppy. People, like they're talking about HIA, the, the technique goes out. When the fatigue hits you properly, you're not thinking about the proper technique, you're just trying to do your best. The front rolls will turn into like Victor Radley body shapes. So He's going to have little, yeah. yeah nuggety, like short, stocky. If they keep going, if they keep trying to if fatigue they keep the players, trying to fatigue the play, I think at, the, at right now the game is at its peak. Hmm. It's fucking great to watch. These kids are big, strong, athletic. But fucking hell, you can't fucking put that much pressure on them. It's a good product. You don't have to so keep tickering with The product it is great. Yeah. You don't have to keep fucking with it. Yeah. The, these guys are big, strong, fast. They're athletic. The, the football is magnificent to watch. You know, like I don't think there's that much wrong with you. Can't, you can't fatigue them anymore. Speaking of the big boys in the middle, here's one from Kit McInnes. Always wanted to hear opinions on tackling infringements, high contact in brackets. Should there be a sliding scale for tackle infringements punish based on how many tackles you average? I'm all for a penalty in a match and Simbins, etc. It's more the post review that annoys me. If you're in the middle doing 50 tackles with one slip up, surely it's not the same as a winger making five tackles a game and slipping up once as well. It's an interesting take. I right? understand the take. There's some levels to like. Yeah. I, the reason I put it in because I think it's a good discussion and I'll, I'll start this one off, Mace. I don't think you can lessen the blow for someone just because they make more tackles. But I, I do think it's an interesting question. My problem is... It's fatigue, right? There it is. For sure. For sure. Like you make 50 tackles, you, you're going to be... Well, it's, You've been out there for 65 minutes? Just the, the It comes back to... It's a numbers game. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're going to make that many tackles, there's probably a chance that you're probably going to slip up and make an error. So that's his, his point. I don't think you can. I don't think you can diminish someone who makes a poor tackle, regardless if they make fifty or five. But my problem with the system right now, and I've said this for a while, Mace, you agree with this? The same penalty and judgment, especially in po in in uh, the post match reviews, the judiciary is not the same for front rollers. Is the, is the same for wingers and halves in particular. Like, remember last year, the back end of the year, I think it was little Sammy Walker, right? He's fucking 75, 80 kilos dripping wet. Doesn't matter. And this is nothing against Sammy. I love Sammy. He's great, great young player. It's more the, the, the amount they're penalised or the amount of games they're penalised and the rulings on halves. I don't care if Luke Keery or Sam Walker hits Willie Mason high compared to if Victor Radley or Jared Hargraves hit Willie Mason High. The rules have to be the same mm. across the board because some of those little halves get off with absolutely nothing. Everything. And then um, some of the big boys like – and I'm using the examples on purpose. Hargraves. Because they play in the same team. I, want this, I don't want it to be like – it would be the same if it was Cam Munster compared to Nelson Asafa Solomona. Like – if Cam Munster does the same hit as that big Nelson does, yeah. he should be penalised the same, and it just doesn't happen. And yeah, that's my no consistency. That's my that's my biggest problem mm. with the consistency with, with yeah, the post match. It, happen, it happens there, that and it sucks because and they should be doing it off the intent, right? Some of these halves come up and bang, they hit these big blokes in the head it's just because the big guys aren't going on the ground, and get yeah. knocked out. Some other big guy hits you with the same sort of like hit, but you're out for sure. You know what I mean? Like, what's the difference there? I don't know. It's the intent. Is it because you're bigger and stronger? Yeah. I'm not sure how they measure it like that. You're right. Yeah, in the, through the middle. So generally, when when forwards get, I'd say more often than not, a lot of forwards get caught out by 
halves that sort of duck, try to get under tackles, right? Yeah. And when halves are committing the offence, it's generally on a taller back row where they're, they're trying, to, trying to jump they're and jumping. get in the tackle. Yeah. But the force isn't as much on the no, back row. But, but the intent The intent is still the he same. He's still hitting him, him in the head. So back to that question, right? I just think it's the intent of how hard you hit. If you if you made 50 tackles and you just fucking clean someone up, unlucky. Yeah. You're done. And a winger, like a winger, like even though he's making five tackles, it doesn't matter. He's probably run about 300 metres yeah. or 200 metres. He's under fatigue himself. He he, he reads it wrong. They're important decisions. Yeah, there, they're, very, they? they're crucial decisions. And you can get that shit wrong because they are moving. Mm. He could be like 20 metres back before he makes a decision where our decision zone is like five, five metres. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the yeah. wingers, wingers are really dropped back. You got to watch the ball go from fucking thirty meter, forty meters away from you, and read it and time it. Shit goes wrong for sure. You, you know, only make four or five a game. Yeah, but if you, you might miss... make fucking ten. You're probably missing fucking six. Mm. I don't know, but like you know, it's hard for the wingers to judge that. Mm. Usually, and you know, they might be going trying to aim low, and the next minute he moves and steps, and then you got to fucking miss. It's, it's, it's out hard, the back mate. of a sweet line tries to kick yeah. away, ducks so you got to watch the lead runner, the guy at the back, fucking Teddy's coming around the back. He could be throwing it over the top. Like mm. it says, there's a lot of little variables there. So it just depends on how hard you hit the guy in the head. I just agree. don't hit. In Interesting the head. question, but I agree on that, and uh, I just think there should be level. Yeah. They're not going, I don't give a fuck about how many tackles you make. Level ruling ac- yeah. across the board. Um, all right, mate, let's get into to the to the teams, um, this is one of the feel good stories I think for sure. Twenty twenty three, how they started the season. Yeah, they dropped off at the back end, um, and that ended up accounting for them to slide all the way to thirteenth. Mm. For, for felt like for the first eight weeks they were cemented yeah. in the top eight and going really well, and no one expected injuries, that at all. Man. The the Dolphins, the twenty twenty four gains I think are probably up there with the best in the NRL uh, for this year. Herbie Farnworth and Tom Flegler come over from the Broncos. Jake Averillo comes from your dogs, Mace. And Oren Keeley comes from the Knights. And we'll talk about Oren Keeley yeah. a little bit later on. Uh, they've got a gain in 2025 already as well. Junior Tupo that we talked about from the West Tigers. Uh, and for losses, they lost Branko Lee, Herman SSA. He goes to the Hull FC. Uh, Poasa Farmasuli is uh, down at your dogs with you, Mace. And JJ Collins is unsigned. My predicted lineup. I love this back five too, by the way. I love the the biggest the big question mark for them for sure is still going to be their unproven halves uh, pairing, but everything else looks pretty good, mate. Let's start off with the uh, the fullback. Uh, he had a career best year, uh, dominated in all forms. Hamaso Tabuai Fido yeah, at fullback. Right. I have uh, Dalian winger of the year Jermaine Asako on one wing, with Tessie New. I've got on the other wing. On the other wing. With on the other wing, uh, with a guy who was knocking on the door last year, uh, a guy called Jack Bostock, uh, okay. who in spurts looked pretty good, but I think Tessie would be the front runner. And again, it's one of those situations where Bostock's going to have to take that job for him in preseason and trials. Uh, two really good new sharp centers, uh, Herbie Farnsworth will be on the left. I think Jake Avarillo will be on the right with Asako. That'll be a good little yeah. combination. Um, I've got Jeez, I, solid, isn't it? Yeah, really good back five, mate. Really good back five. Isaiah Katoa in the halves with Sean O'Sullivan, with both Cody Nikarima and Anthony Milford pushing young Katoa. Mm. But I think Isaiah Katoa, his first future. year, Dave. Future. Yeah, he's he's the future, right? He's the rookie. They've got to put a lot into him. They Sullivan's need to develop the one him. under the pump. I, I I think opposite. I think Sean O'Sullivan's a lock for half. Yeah. I think Isaiah Katoa will be pushed by Cody Nikarima and uh, and uh, okay. Milford. 
uh, because he lost his spot last year, Katoa. Uh, yeah, at the back end of the season. He's, he's 19 or 20, right? Yep, yeah, for sure. But I just think with, with O'Sullivan, even though he doesn't have the ceiling as Katoa, you sort of know what you're going to get out of him, right? Mm. It's, he's going to be – they. none of those three guys in Cody Nicarima uh, and even Milf, to a degree, have never been proven to, no, to manage man. a team. They're fucking great. They've got so much talent. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they've been around the game, like both those guys, Nicarima and Milford, for what, 10 years? Yep. Or Milf a lot more. 2012 he hit the scene. Yeah, he's been around for a minute, eh? Yeah, ages. Two, even 11 or 12. Because he would have been about 18 when he started. Yeah. like. But that's not last, his role, last right? Hurrah. He's never, He's never been a game-managing half regardless. Or he's even a game-breaker. Like, he's a game-breaker. But Nick Arim is the same as well. Like he'll, Nick Arim had a really good He'll game. have like – he probably had his best year for a couple of years. Yeah, I agree. But he just want that consistency every game. You mm. do that, he gets New Zealand jerseys. Mm. You know, like he's got, he's got that talent. He would have like played I a couple of games for the Kiwis, but yeah, not consistently. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, he's been in and out, in and out, in and out of first grade, play, drop, this, all that kind of stuff. So just consistency. You'd love to see him just be consistent for the next two or three years to show that young Katoa how to play. Katoa yeah. needs a MILF or a Nikarima as his half. You think I so? Think, I think so. Okay. They've got more experience than Sullivan. Yeah, and they can they can, their talent should be like that. They should be mentors of this young little kid. So, would you prefer Katoa taking over the sort of managing the team a little bit more? Just, just, just I just want him more to play. Yeah, I just okay. want him to play freely and not be structured. And I don't know, like just let those other those other blokes should be taking a lot more responsibility. Mm. They're all fucking thirty years old, been around the game for a while. This kid's his second third year game, third year in the game. Yep. He's a kid. He needs you know that what other half. Looks like, that, other half. I oh, know, I know. Yeah. But he needs that other half that can just take over games and. You know, he can just do whatever whatever side he's controlling, he controls. and Yep. Well, we'll see how that plays out anyway. Mm. I think it's going to be a really uh, interesting competition. Um, in the front row, I think the OG still keeps his spot um, despite um, I think a few players knocking on the door there. They've got some – look at that. Let me run – I'll just run through their, mm. for their 8 to 17 for you because it's deep all the way to the bench. Jesse Bromwich and Tom Flegler Jeez. in the front row. Yeah. Jeremy Marshall King Hooker. Uh, Felice Kafusi and either Connolly, Connolly Lemuelu or Kenny Bromwich in the back row. Tom Gilbert will be right for round one. On the bench, if he doesn't end up playing six, Cody Nicarima in the 14. With If Kenny Bromwich doesn't make the starting lineup, Kenny, you've got Kenny on the, bre- the bench or you've got Connolly either way, either way. And then you've got in the 16 jersey fighting it out, Mudders Wallace, Josh Kerr and Mark Nichols, all veteran front rowers. Uh, fighting it out for, I think, one bench Solid point. team. And then Ray Stone in the 17 jersey Ooh. is just going to be straight up the guts. Yeah, you need him. You need a guy like Ray Stone. He doesn't do much with the ball, but he can fucking hit. Yeah. It's good 17. It's fucking solid. It's a good 20. Because like top, a couple a of these guys. Eight, it's a top eight squad. We just talked about um, last week, or, or yeah, last week, first episode, the importance of middles in the game and a strong forward that's, pack. That's middles. That's it. That's a forward pack that's not going to fuck around. And that's the reason they were in the top eight for long. A lot of OGs. And I think that's why they were cemented in the top eight for so Mm. long. Yep. A few of them a little bit older. They got a little bit banged up. They got a little bit injured at the back end of the year. But you bring in in a few. You've got the Jersey Flegler, who's in his prime. You know, he's my guy for candidate for. uh, He's already an Origin player. He probably would have played for Australia. I think he's going to be regarded as one of the best middles in the game. Tom Gilbert. Tommy, yeah. I he, love Tom He Gilbert. got Luke O'Donnell vibes. He's big Donsky Don't vibes. He? Big Donsky. Big Donsky Big Regal vibes. vibes. 
He's got it. Big serial killer vibes, you know? Like, <laughs> well, that's fucking yeah. Luke O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when we say that, those vibes. That's respect. Ki- it's yeah. killer. Those are guys you want to play he's with. He's got that dog yeah. in him. He's dog. He is. And he's an 80-minute man. He just wants to fucking hurt people. I love it. Yeah. Wayne would love him. Um, he's got. That's a very fucking good team. If they can all play to their potential and hardly any injuries, that's – it's going to be a team to beat. Well, if you look in the outside back, so I didn't even chuck in uh, Mudders to Fudder, who's have who's lost like ten or fifteen kilos. Oh, has he? Good. He's going so to be he's putting, taking shit serious. He's going to be putting pressure on Herbie and, and Avrilo to just make sure they're playing top tier footy. What if he could just come off the bench? You reckon he come off the bench? Potentially, and just be a fucking destructive little ball yeah. in the middle or on the edge, edge play lock. Row? I don't know. Like just be, the, just get on and they just got, run. They got so much versatility. They got more versatility than I anticipated. Like, like, like guy like Ray Stone, I'd love him in your team, but like. If Mudders is coming after him, mm. Tafade, like he's – that's going to be – I know, you're probably going to go with Ray Stone because he defends so good. But yeah. Tafade is destructive. But if Ray him, Stone mate. doesn't like – If he doesn't offer anything with the ball. Well, if he if he slips up and just gets comfortable because he just oh, he's that guy in the middle of the thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. They've got competition. You're doing that with Wayne. When I looked at this team, right, so I was looking at the lineups and I've gone through and I've, mm. I've got my predictions. So they're, they're, I still have them at a predicted finish of 9 to 12. I think they're just going to miss the 8. They're going to be thereabouts, but i still got question marks. I'm in the 8. You're in the 8? Yeah, I like that You side. get too excited oh, no, no, about no, no, every no, no, team. No, 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 no. My 8's going to be – it's going to be different. You remember you've got to take people out. So you've already put the Titans in top four and now you've got Dolphins in eight. We've got, yeah. only got six teams I just don't think. I just don't think that <laughs> other, the other teams are going to be that good because yeah, okay. nobody is going to go – no one's gone like this. Yeah. They have. The Titans have gone like that because of the coaching and some players, and the Dolphins are like that. And they've got a head coach. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the name before, mate, uh, Oren Keeley. So he played a couple of games for the Newcastle Knights already. Mm-hmm. Debuted at the back end of 2022 when they had everyone injured. Um, he's a Central Coast back row. He's played under-19s. I think he got under-19s player of the uh, the year for their, for their little series that they had. Um, he looks like a real player of the future for him as well. I think okay. he's going to really push. You know, you got – Felice and Kenny, OGs, been around yeah. for 10 plus years. Yeah. They can't play forever. I think these young kids, they just signed him for two or three years from Newcastle. Mm. Um, and I don't think Newcastle wanted to let him go as well. What's so, his name? What's his name? Oren Keeley, his name is. So, a player o- to watch. Ogre would know him. Yeah, Ogre would know for sure. Ask Ogre about him. Uh, to win the GF, the Dolphins are paying 41 bucks. To make the GF, they're paying 90, 19. Uh, to win the minor premiership, they're, they're paying sixty-seven. To make the top four, uh, nine dollars. If you're excited as Mace is about them making the top eight, three dollars seventy-five is good value, mate. And to miss the top eight, a dollar twenty-two. When I was looking what at Titans and Dolphins are to make the eight together, can you combine that? I think you can. I think there's my, do it, people. I'll have a look. Responsibly, at it. of course. Responsibly, of course. Two dollars each way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, got a question here on the Dolphins. This one's from Corey Clark. Do you, Mace, do you see the Hammer having the same impact early with the new players around him? Herbie Farnworth, Jake Avrilo most likely to be in the centres. Uh, he ended up playing a little bit of centres last year. You think Hammer is going to jump out of the blocks the way he did I last year? I think so. He's going to – his trajectory is like that. The kid can play. Being fullback, understand, like, just say with the fullback, the back rolls that they got, like the diversion that they have, like the Avarillos and the pace that they got, the Herbie Farmworths. You're going to get centers jamming in on these guys. He's going to get one-on-ones around. He's got that speed to get around that center and the three-man, everyone like that, and then play on that short side. He's fucking lightning, mate. He doesn't even have to have that silky pass. No. He's so fast. You know, because he got your gun centers. Because if you don't account for the centers, Herbie's going to smoke you. And Avs has got that speed as well. You know what I mean? So if you don't account for those guys, if you want to turn out, you're going to hit Avs. If you want to turn in, 
got fucking hammer just flying on your outside. And then you got like, who's that? Osako? Yep, Osako you know? on the wing. And whoever the other wing. They're testing sure. you or Boss, Bostock potentially. Yeah. They're f- great finishers. I agree, mate. I they're think- going to be hard. They've got good back rolls. Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich, good ball players. You know, like it's just, it's going to be dangerous. Think about where Hammer turned up as well. Like they don't even have to beat you with beautiful shape. What they're going to do, and yeah, this is the blueprint, it ain't changing. They're going to bash the fuck out of every team that they play defensively. Yeah. They're going to play through the middle. And Hammer's going to pop up through the middle on a, a loose carry or a, a wide A yeah. or, or some beautiful, nice ruck manipulation. I hope Jeremy Marshall. Can I hope he gets a full season, Marshall. I think King. you know. I know he's got that chronic uh, shoulder injury, but at the start of the year, he was a real contender for Daly M, yeah. and he did his best work with Hammer just pushing through the middle. Um, I think Hammer's going to go. I I think he really cemented himself as a top tier. Outside back in the game last year, and I think he goes to another level because. Did he make the Aussie team? Yeah, he played centers. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Killed yeah. it. Killed it. Um, and he's so versatile. Forgot, and yeah. with Wayne, um, you know, Wayne just knows how to manage those sorts of personalities. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a, a big talker. You don't need to be sometimes no. with Wayne. Like he knows. He'll get the most out of the guys that might be less talented, a guy like Sean O'Sullivan, mm. but can communicate really well to get him in those spots. And then Hammett just pops up, bang, goes after it. Yep. I'm excited to watch yeah. the offense this year. They're going to be good. Uh, who else am I excited about? Hope, Hope Valens Tafare uh, can um, yeah, really put some pressure on these players. Yeah, it'd be not, hard for him to find a spot. But if he's lost 10 or 15 kilos, that's what he needs to lose. He and looks it. And he's showing Wayne. I ain't fucking around. I'm throwing that number out there just purely on seeing him on social media. He looks good, right? Yeah, he does look good. He looks really good. So hopefully he can have a big Just to maintain that, man. And we'll see what these halves can do. If Isaiah Kintar can become the player that a lot of people envisioned him being, Mm. still young, 19, 20. He's now run a Tongan team for a couple of years. Uh, Debuted last year and had a really good start, sort of dropped away. Uh, If he could kick on then. be patient with him, mate. It mightn't mightn't even be this year. It could be in a year or two Mm. when he's 22, 23. None of these guys, people just think they're going to hit. How many halves have hit their – the only one who, who's done that is Nathan Cleary in the yeah. last 10 years who's hit the scene at 18, 19 and dominated ever since. Yeah. No one else has done it. And even he had a bit the of a Deard, shaky Yeah, the Deardens and all these kind of guys and the Sullivans and they all threw up and like they threw them up the Brody Cross fucking two years and they're done. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's how you manage them for sure, yeah. the coaching for sure. All right, mate, let's move on to the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Really yeah. excited about this team yeah. this year, Mace. I am, mate. 2024 gains, um, really good as well. I think I think this is going to be a Warriors-type recruitment mm. where not that much ex- expectations, probably a few question marks around a lot of players. Remember last year, like, Tamati Martin had been injured for a long time, um, was in it, like, started for the at fullback for the, for the Broncos. Then he sort of got – the job got taken from him yeah. at one point. Missed a lot of footy. Mitch Barnett had a shaky last season with the Newcastle Knights. He was one of their most consistent all, all year. Murata Nuyakora comes over. I think they've got a couple a of guys year, like this. Like Luke Brooks coming over, I think um, it's going to be a breath of fresh air for him. Tommy Talau also comes over from the West Tigers. Jackson Bolor. He's looking big. He's looking really good. Stat. He needs to – this is a big year for him. I reckon this is a make Tommy. or break year. No, Jackson. Jackson, I think Tommy Talao's got a. That's what I'm saying. Tommy, have you seen Tommy Talao on that manly yeah. way? Ooh. Fuck, he's looking. He's fucking, <laughs> fucking Jack. Yeah. Getting the baby in the back row soon. I think Jackson Paulo, so obviously gone from the Rabbitohs now to the Roosters for a season, and now he's at manly. It's a mm. big year for him. He needs to s- sort of physically, 
He's got everything. Just mentally, it's an, it's the yeah, next part for him. It must be. Um, they also got Itasi James from the West Tigers, and Corey Waddell returns from the Bulldogs. Um, Good kid, after starting starting at the Manly Seagulls, he went over the Bulldogs for a couple Penrith, of years. He comes back. Manly Bulldogs. Manly. He'll be good for him. Um, 2024 losses were Samuela Finu, uh, Kelma Tuolangi goes to the Eels, Morgan Harper goes to the Eels with him, KO Weeks went to the Raiders, Sean Kepi went to the Rabbitohs, and Morgan Boyle is unsigned. My predicted lineup. The losses aren't that big. No, nah, they're not. They're not. Like good solid players. They replace them with, like, you know, it'd be different if you lost all those guys and you gain nothing. I'm. I, don't, I like Kepi. We're about to, we'll break down the Eels next week. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, so do I like Keps as well. But I think Kelma Tuolangi, Kelma Tuolangi and Morgan Harper are the sort of players that Brad Arthur does really well with. You but know, fuck Morgan Harper's career up. That telecom yeah. game, yeah. It's that one game, man. Yeah. He, he probably needs a whole fresh start. He did. So he needed a fresh start. forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a player in there for sure. That, one's ever, that was one of the best, like, single it's almost games like I've ever seen. Brooks and Tommy Talao needed to leave the West Tigers. Yeah. And I think Morgan Harper needed yeah. to leave Manly. Totally agree. It'd be good for all of them involved. Uh, predicted lineup: Turbo at fullback. I got Saab and either Jackson Fowler or Christian Tui Pilotto on the wings. Uh, as for the centers, I got the Juice Tolu Kola at one center, and I got Ruben Garrick as the other center, and I got Tommy Talao really pushing both of them. I think mm. Tommy's been brought over, and Jackson Bolo in particular to really put some pressure on the back five um, because they. Lose Morgan Harper. Brad Parker's been re-signed, but Brad Parker's the sort of play. He's like a clubman. Um, he's probably a guy that I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up starting in the sense no, for some reason be just because he's super rock yeah. solid for him. But I think the other guys have bigger ceilings, high ceilings. Um, six, Luke Brooks to pair up with Chez. Taniela Paseca in the front row with Josh, Josh Alloway. Uh, Lachlan Croker... Uh, he's just been rock yeah, solid for him the right. last couple of years, Croaks. Um, in the back row, Hamoli Alakwatu with Schuster moving back to the back row to account for Luke Brooks coming on the left. Jakey through the middle. Uh, hopefully Jakey can get back to a little bit more of that ball playing um, role that, that he's – Why did they fucking put him in the front row last year? He stopped for a little bit, yeah. He's they, a great ball player. Yeah. Beautiful hands. They need to get back to that. Uh, as for the 14, I've got either Carl Lawton or Gordon Chan Kum Tong. I actually think – uh, the young fellow Gordy, who was really good for Samoa, is front runner for that mm. spot. But Carl Lawton, if he can stay injury free uh, and and he gets suspended a fair bit as well, yeah. if he can if he can stay on the field, there's a real player like he's he's almost a perfect fourteen hooker, lock, edge back rower. Chuck him in the centres, he'll do a job. He just hasn't been able to play consistent footy in, throughout his whole career. Um, Matt Lodge did his ACL halfway at the back end of last season, but if he was playing, he'd be either start. He'd be, he'd be pushing for a start. He'd, he'd be, be starting, but no, I've got him on the bench. To, to play. I think he'd be getting the trials in that, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah, you reckon? Yeah. It'd be so, like six months. I felt like he did it with like five rounds to go. So is that enough time to get back? And Yeah, it is. Okay. Depends. I mean, as I said, like I did mine in the last last round. I'll come back round two. Yeah, okay. There you go. So it's possible. It just yeah. depends on how like – yeah, how hard he's how, how, how hard he, what he, how his body reacts. Like if, if he's fine, he'll play. It's um, different in the front row too. Yeah, just run hard and straight. Yeah, you don't have a little to bit. Be yeah, you're not you're not stepping yeah. around and you're not you know. So he might be able to, he might be able to get back. He'll yep. be definitely back before round ten. I, he was really good for the three or four games yeah. that he played before he got injured. Ethan Bullimore played a lot better at the back end of the season as well. Uh, Toa Fafoa Sipley, he's another candidate to be pushing for a start in front row spot. Yeah. Been around for a while now. You're definitely on the bench. 
feel like, yeah, he really pushed uh, the front rows and, and actually started a fair few games yep. back into the last year. Love Sips. Uh, and then on the back row, the edge back row spot will be either Benny Travojevic or Corey Waddell. Mm-hmm. Um, my predicted finish, I've got him in the five to eight range. I think they can push for top eight, but yep. um, wouldn't be surprised if Tommy stays fit, they really push for a top four spot. Um, but I'm really excited about him this year. I think in particular, the, the player that I'm really excited about is Luke Brooks. I need to see what's going to happen on that left edge if you've got Schuster there. Yeah. What sort of play – like Luke Brooks is a runner. He ball plays as well. Like Schuster doesn't run. Do you think they'll complement each other well then? Fuck no. Because would you said Luke Brooks likes running and yeah, Schuster but then doesn't. Like, but like what is Schuster, Schuster going to do? He's he, going to have to play that gifty role like that, just, you know, ball playing a little bit more. Maybe Wade Graham where, you know, you, you yeah, think of those like two that's guys. that's what I mean. Like, but he needs to have a couple of little things in his arsenal, right? He, he needs to be able to hit holes – and he needs to be able to ball play because his ball play is easy. He's one of the best ball players in the game. Mm. You notice at but, any but position. The, but if he wants early, because he's going to want early ball from Brooks, so that will take Brooks's running game out. Yeah. So Brooks is just going to get a long That's ball. True. Give me the ball. You know what about what about if Brooks wants to go dig into the line? Does he hit a hole? What he if, doesn't hit holes. Which you're right. Which he needs to fucking do because he's he's a fucking gun. He needs to change his mentality he, early in game. Yes. Be playing more aggressive. Re- yeah. Really aggressive. And even, then earn it. Yes, you know what I mean. Like just say on on a quick play of the ball, we need need early ball. Boom, have that. How Toops used to run, get the ball early ball, center leading, fullback out the back. Yeah, all that sort of stuff on short sides on those long falls. You know what I mean? He can play like that, unreal. But he needs to had add a couple of little strings to his bow this year to go to that next level. He can't just get early ball all the time because yeah. that'll fucking ruin Brooks's game. Yeah, Brooks is a ball runner. What if he wants to run and then you need your back rower to fucking be hitting holes and then you fall back around the back like Tommy? You know what I mean? Like Tommy needs that diversion with the back rower who's genuinely going to get the ball. Otherwise, I'll just fucking slide off Schuster and then Tommy just gets it just gets man on man. Yeah, he so definitely he needs more yeah, variety. Just a little bit of variety to his game. He's got the skill set to do that easily. Yeah. He just needs to do it. He's got the body shape. He's got to the do body it. shape. He's got everything. To, he's got everything. He's fit now. He like, there's no fit. excuse. He's, I think he broke his thumb or his finger. I think that's probably the best thing for him because then they'll just fucking run him into the ground. And then you know He'll what? Be fit. And if they don't too. They've got a guy like Ben Trevojevic or Corey Waddell who just run a line. They will run and then he'll end up coming off the bench. Mm. You know what I mean? He'll be fucking his minutes up and it'll fuck his development up. Yeah. Oh, he's just a bench player. You know, yeah. then he's on 800 grand, they'll be like, oh, he's the bust. You know, mm. you don't need that. If he can just fucking all right, I can hit holes, I can ball play, I can have, have all these fucking strings to my bow. He big, can do it all. The big question mark for sure, not only in attack. In defense, I, mate. I actually think they can figure it out. It's going to be defensively Brooks and Schuster next yes. to each other. They're going to be big targets. But Especially early on Brooks in games. Tackle, but Brooks, you can tackle if you are running straight at him. Everyone yeah. can tackle like that. Yeah, he makes it's a bad read every day. Very game, bad reads. Yeah. And Schuster, he, very bad reads. He sets himself too early. Yep. Yeah. And Schuster's not – he's not a strong defender. So they'll, they'll be going at those guys all the time. Yeah. Um, to win the GF, Manly are paying 21 bucks. Uh, to make the GF, they're paying 10 To win the minor premiership, they're paying 23 uh, And to make the top four, $4.00. Make the top eight dollar ninety to miss the eight dollar eighty. So pretty much, yeah, they're in my own. They're split. Everyone's sort yeah. of the market split on them. They it's they're a 50 yeah. chance of top eight because they're looking at turbo. So what are you saying? Are you saying I like the the, they'll be in the eight? <laughs> <laughs> how many more teams have we got? You we have haven't got even got more teams, and we haven't even got to the top eight yet. Look who didn't make the top eight last year. Yeah, yeah okay. you know South Parramatta. Yep, like all those big teams, and they haven't gotten any better. Mm. Who have they got? Like, they've probably digressed a little bit. South? Jack Whiten. Yeah, Jack Whiten. But, like, they need they need forwards. Mm. 
Who did they do? They get anyone in the middle? I don't think they got anyone in the middle. Yeah, you know. So they've. Like, I don't know. I just think these teams that were like around about from nine to like fourteen, they're fucking going like that. Mm. Well, there's another team coming up, and I think they're going to be yes. There, I'm more excited about them than I am Manly. So I got Manly at five to eight. Uh, here's a question from Daniel Hutchinson. How will Manly change once DC eventually leaves? So DC, 34 years old. He's got two years left of his contract. How old's Brooks? Brooksy would be close to 30, I reckon. Maybe so he's probably got like four years in left in him. Brooks will have to go to halfback and shoot at a six. Yeah. And then just obviously, hopefully, they're develop, developing some young kid. Yeah. That's what they've got to do. They'll be thinking about that sort of succession plan for years, do you think, right? Do you think that played into bringing Brooks over to yeah, play six, yeah. get used to DC's get some confidence back? Like, he's got like this year, maybe next year. He, do you reckon? Like, oh, easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he can keep going. Like, I think so too. I don't see him want to keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it takes a toll. He's got his family. He's got, he wants to, there's a whole different life than playing footy. He can still play. There's a part of me that thinks DCE will be chasing like, the record. Records. What's he on now? He's on 300, didn't he? So he just played 300 last year, um, as in not necessarily Cam, because what did Cam play? No one's beaten Cam. He just wants to beat Beaver. Beaver's on um, – Beaver ended up getting, what, 350? Four, three, 349. Cam, yeah, yeah. 349. He got, he got the same as Bar, 349. I reckon uh, – I, I can envision Ches finishing number two on the list of most games ever. I can, Cam he, smashed he can, it, eh? Oh, Cam. And then he could have kept playing another two years. Yeah. Easy. He he could have kept playing for Australia and Queensland. Still yeah. play now. He, uh, no, Ches will think. I think he will. I think he's going to have three years in him. I think he'll extend. I think he'll extend year to year after the next. Because he's fucking still years. playing well, yeah, top shelf. And he's gotten smarter. Mm. You know, you just get developing, developing, developing. So it'll be up to Ches when he wants to retire. And hey, he's just hey. How many times? How hard is it to get a good, a, a world class half? Mm. He's only just given yeah, up so the mantle hard, to Cleary now. He's 35, right? He's yeah. held onto it that long. And every time Origin comes around, he seems to take it back for a couple of weeks before Cleary goes and wins a grand final and then Cleary yeah. takes it back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that's the rotation that's every year. That's Cleary's the best all throughout the season. Ches takes it from him with Munster when they yeah. beat him in Origin. And, and then, then Cleary, Cleary goes, up goes fuck cost. you. All right, I just won three grand finals in a row. So what's going to happen is he, he, hasn't even, he hasn't retired from Origin, has he? No. Nah. He'll probably he'll play this year. Yeah, he'll play. Oh, sure. They won last year. He's only he'll go if they get beat, then he'll and then he'll then he'll be done. And no one like the the next closest is Tommy Dearden who's Sam Walker to go, and Dearden. So the they top. need to prove that they can play at that level. Dearden sure. can. Dearden can. But Sam Walker's that next man up. Yeah. So Sam Walker this year, if Sam Walker's putting because a couple of years ago Sam Walker's putting pressure on DCE. I reckon Tom Dearden's next man up to seven for yep. seven. Yep. It'd be. I don't know. I reckon he, a lot of people six. Yeah. I, I think them two are the future together because even Money's Money's 29, isn't 29, it? 29, 30. He's still got up four or five. Years. Yeah, he'll probably keep going. Yeah, hey? No, you know, that one's going to stop him. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited about this Manly team. I, I got him in the five to eight range. They could be top four or they could be bottom four as well. They're it's a, fucking crazy, isn't it? They're just one of those swing teams, but they're a team you can get excited about for sure. I think. Worry about the depth, but a little bit of depth yeah, front row. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Like um, Jake, he's played a lot of football. If, if he's forced to play a shitload of front row, uh, then they could be in trouble because Matt Lodge hasn't recovered from his ACL the way they envisioned. And uh, Ethan Bullimore's got a, a lot of potential, but 
you, you don't want him playing too much. I need that structure when they get to the right post. It's a long ball to Jakey, lead out the back, and then you know DCE out the back or Brooks out the back, and then the back row lead, and then Tommy out the back. That yeah. shape is fucking near unstoppable. That'll be so hard to defend. So get to the right, get yeah. to the right post. Have DC sitting on the short side with Molly. If they don't count numbers properly, go back the other way. Attack, go short side. But yeah. if they stack the fullback on the short side, you got Jakey coming through the middle with Lodge or Alloy. Yeah. Out the back to Brooks, flick over. Should he run in that tough line that you want him to run or early ball? Yeah. Two variations. But he's got to run the hard one or, first. Yeah, exactly. And then you flick out the back and you got a fully yeah. fit Tommy Turbo. That shape back. is very hard because you're going to look at you have to you have to account for Schuster, right? Because mm. he's going to run a good line. And then you've got Turbo out the back, which will make one-on-ones with Schuster. Schuster. Schuster learns how to run those lines nice and fucking hard. Inside out on the outside of the three man. Fucking good night. Game over. Game over. Manly fans, are you excited? I am. All right, let's move on to the last team. North Queensland Cowboys, 2024 gains. I think these are low-key, smoky, nice gains too. Viliami Vilea comes over from the Warriors. Just couldn't find a spot last year. I think he's a real player of the future. And Thomas McKayley, who's been playing over the Warrington Wolves, is a bit of a journeyman front rower who's been playing in the Super League for a bit. I think he'll be a good little addition to depth pieces mm. uh, in the front row. Uh, 2024 losses. The OG, James Tamo, retired. Uh, my son, Petter Hicker, is now playing for Hull KR. Mitch Dunn has retired as well. Ben Hampton is unsigned. Brendan Elliott is unsigned. Riley Price goes to the Panthers. Gehamat Shibasaki is unsigned. Jake Burke is unsigned. And Taniela Sedrugu has gone to Brive Rugby. Um, predicted lineup. I like this lineup. I really like this lineup. Eh? I think they're candidate, big, big candidate for a bounce back. Drinky, fullback. Magic Murray Talangi, lock for one wing with. Uh, Semi Valamai on one wing with Not. the OG Kyle Felt pushing him. Oh, you're going to give him the spot straight away. Well, Valamai took it from Felt last year. And Felt come back, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he come back, there? but that's when there was injuries. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I know, uh, I know. It was, they were sort but of he, like – there was competition yeah, for, him, for sure. Uh, Vel Holmes will get one centre spot with the vacant Petahiku spot going to, I think, it'll go to Zach Labert. You miss him. He's yeah. been good, Hiku, man. Yeah. Fuck, he got his New Zealand jersey back. He was killing it, man. Defensively, very sound too. Yeah. Really good defender. Scored some good tries. They probably tries. had the two best defensive centers in the competition in Val Holmes Val, and Petty yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't go as well last year, but still. Uh, I think another guy who's going to really push, like I said, is Viliami Vailea for a starting center spot. Uh, Tommy Dearden and Chad Townsend in the halves. Um, look at like the options that they've got in their forward pack if they're fully healthy. Mm. You got... Either Jordan McLean or Cohen Hess pushing for one front row spot. I think Griffin Neem is really going to put some pressure on Jason Tomalow. Third or fourth year now. He's going to really put pressure on Jace for that starting front row spot um, because even though Jace wears the 13 and Ruben Cotter wears the 10, it's like Ruben mm. Cotter's the 13 and Jason Tomalow is the front row. Um, what about their back row? They've got a combination of, I think, Luciano Lelua and Jeremiah Nanai are the options if they're fully sure. fit. But you've got uh, um, Finay Fuyaki yeah, as well, who beast. a lot of clubs are looking for. They, they're they really looking at adding him. Off the bench for another couple of years. Ruben Cotter's a lock for, for lock. Jake Granville in the 14 with either maybe Mudders Clifford pushing him uh, as a succession plan to, to get some time in the halves, which we'll talk about. 
And then therefore, whoever doesn't end up or making Hess, that starting lineup. Or name, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You got Hess and you got Hess, just say, so just say Jordan McLean and Jason Tomalolo start at the start of the year. You've got Cohen Hess and Griffin Neem coming off the bench with mm. Hylam Lukey. Yeah, I like that. Or Fine Fuiaki. Yeah, I like that. So as um, forwards are guns. It's a lot of a, pressure on Townsend, man. It's a really strong 21. I'll get to a question on Townsend. Uh, and Robson like is the nine, one. right? My predicted finish, top four. Got Cowboys going back to the top four. We we went hard on them last year. I'm not yeah. shying away from them. I think they bounced back. $19 to win the GF, $9 to make the GF, $21 to win the minor premiership, $3.25 for my selection of making the top four. $1.65 I think is a good, good bet to make the top eight. To miss the eight, $2.10. Here's the question for you, Mace. Should they try blood in uh, Clifford this season with Dearden or stick it out with Chad Townsend? That's from Chris161. Well, Clifford, Clifford's been around for like five years. Yeah. You're going to blood him in. He's not a kid anymore. Well, a couple of years at the Cowboys, a couple of years at the Knights, one year at Ho C. Yeah. Do they envision him being the long term partner now with Tom Dearden? I guess is the question. Or do you stick with Chad Townsend? Stick with Chad Townsend for another year. I agree. Year. Yeah, you got to because Cl- Clifford's not—he's not that dude. Like he's—he's he's all right. He's a decent club player, but he's not—he's had a lot of chances to prove that he's—he's he's that dude. Mm. He's what 24, 24 now. He'd I reckon. be 24, 24, 25. 25. Yeah. Usually, like you start, you know, showing a lot more promise. You know, he had a chance up in Newcastle to cement himself up there. You know, he didn't—he didn't do that. He went, he went overseas, come back here. Like he's got a bit of talent, but he's—he he ain't that—he ain't that dude. But do you, do you, yeah, I agree. He those seasons weren't great. Cowboys won a great team when he was there. The Newcastle Knights won a great team was in there. Now he comes back with a little bit more less expectations. Yeah, I just, but I, ex- when I see pressure. his body of work and what I see, like the eyeball test, no. Yeah. So Chad like, Townsend. Chad Townsend's going to do. He kicks good. He passes good. He tackles all right. He leads around. He leads him around the field. Unless Clifford can come back and just be a totally different player. Mm. And like he, his leadership skills and his kicking game and all that kind of stuff, they're nowhere near as good as Townsend. I agree. I think Chad Townsend is a lock for the seven just because you need a guy like – he's been that steady in ship for him. Yeah, last season didn't go as planned. No. But I think you've got a guy like Chad and then if something was to happen, and this is what I think could eventuate, like Chad's getting a little bit older. He most likely will move on next year with the amount Who knows of- if he kills it this year. Yeah, and we and if he wants to stay on a club friendly yeah. um, deal, could be the difference because he's no, he's probably not going to get the money that he's on now. He ain't going overseas, so um, depends on the situation moving forward. But I agree with you on Clifford; he hasn't proven it yet. But I still think there's a player in there, and if given the opportunity with this team, because this, te- in my opinion, this team is stacked. I think they're a candidate mm. to bounce back. Then I think Clifford can really uh, kick on and. It's almost like ah, if you're Chad Townsend, yeah, it's your team. You're the captain. You, you're running the team, but you can't really afford to get injured because this is such a good team. A player could come in, a plug and play, and Tom did, and then takes yeah. over the team if Chad gets injured or he misses do, any time. There's no doubt that Clifford can do a job easily because of Dearden's there. Mm. You know, all he has to do is game manage, kick the ball good. Make your tackles. He's a good kicker of the foot. Yeah. He like can do all those, just do all those little things. You don't have to overplay your hand when you've got a running 5'8". Mm. You know, like there's probably a lot of pressure on Clifford when he was coming through the system and he just didn't – he was coming through the system in, in, in some shit systems, right? Yeah. I get it. The teams weren't great. They weren't that great. But, I mean, I've seen enough of him to go, oh, okay, well, he's going to be a game manager. He ain't going to be that dude who's going to make line breaks and all that kind of shit, line break assists. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. 
I'm seeing I'm seeing I've seen enough. I've seen like a hundred games. How many no. games he plays? He's played a fucking fair maybe, few. Ma- maybe fifty or sixty. Yeah, it's a lot. You remember like at the start of twenty twenty two, he started the season pretty well. He's in like this is the first four or five weeks. He's a contention. I, I think he's opposite. I don't think he's gonna be a game manager. I think he's gonna be a sort of player that's gonna be um you don't want to rely on him running a team. I no. think he can, you know, he's he's a fairly good runner. He's like he's quicker than what people think. Support a little bit more. Maybe his ceiling, and and this is his ceiling, or a player that he should strive to try to be like. It's like a Jimmy Maloney, you know. Just like be Jimmy a, Maloney's a gun. But I'm I'm saying that's the sort of type of player he should be. You know, like Jimmy, Jimmy wasn't renowned as like a game manager. He was no, a really good six. He pushed, played. Yeah. He, he supported around his middles really well. Uh, Talk a bit of shit, He's you know. Get involved defensively, you know. You miss a few tackles, deja vu. Get back up, mm. fucking get back in the line, uh, and kick really well. He did kick really yeah, well. Kick so, game was great. Um, maybe, maybe that's a player that he should sort of look to and, emulate. And, and he is only young as well, right? He's what, his third or fourth year. Who knows what can happen? I think he's probably he's a product of that um, that whole system where we just throw young kids to the wolves. Yep, and sink or swim. He doesn't swim, so we just, fucking, so we just forget about him. Right? 67 games and 26 years old. See, like you, you expect something. There's still a bit in there. Yeah. There's still time oh, for him. Oh, there's shit load in yeah, there. there's but time it's for like him. Now, it's, this is very important right now. Yep, I agree. Um, really excited to see a couple of bounce back ca- uh, candidates. Ruben Cotter was a dog still all year. Wally mm. Lewis medal. Jeremiah and I. Yeah. He had, he had as rough a season as, as anyone at the Cowboys with only because – Injuries – we didn't even mention him the other day. When we talked about X-Factor back rowers, we mentioned Hamoli, uh, Fafida, mm. uh, and Kicks. And he was two and, years ago. And, we, he was, he was and, and, we did, and he was, the, he was the guy who would have been front of mind for us two years ago. Yeah. Had a bit of a down year last year, missed a bit of footy, suspension, injuries. Big candidate for a bounce back. Um, get a full preseason too because he's only young. And he's only very, very young. He's and he, and he, was in, when he was injured last year yeah, he was. for the preseason. That really fucked him. He played in the World Cup. I think he broke his Yeah, but arm he played in the World Cup yeah. and he was like, you know, he would have been, fuck yeah, I just won Origin. I just won the World Cup. You know what I mean? 20 years old. 20 years old. I've done everything. Nelly, Nelly made a grand final. So it's just like now a little bit of humble pie. And this is what rugby league can do. Be He'd good be friend. fucking at the top of the world next minute. Holy shit. And the other guy on, because we talk about guys. Potentially taking that next step, Scotty Drinkwater. Yeah, he was, you know, 18th man for Origin last year. I think if Teddy starts slow, uh, come out the are, blocks, mate. There are two guys that are going to put real pressure on him: Dylan Edwards and Scott Drinkwater. And I think Scott Drinkwater's ball playing is a I real. I don't drink water in front of fucking Dylan Edwards. I think well, you sort of need that to break down Queensland, don't you? Mm. Like you look because he like his passing game is like five, eight, silky. like a five eight. It's so silky. He's three on like three on twos, but he always makes the right decision. Yeah, but tough, then he does. But then he doesn't have the engine or the uh, reliability defensively that Dylan Edwards and, and Teddy have got as well. So you've got to. I don't think he's fit enough. Oh, he's fit enough. As in, but like those two guys are elite. Mm. Dylan Edwards and, and Teddy, they're so reliable defensively. So do you they've got want, a lot do more games. They've got added a lot more um, meters in the legs as well. Yep, this more is probably runs on the board. Third, fourth, proper season, proper season, mate. Yep. You know? So he's probably going to he's probably going to think I need to get fitter. I need to be doing Dylan Edwards shit and Teddy Prime Teddy. You know what I mean? I'm not sure what they're going to do with Teddy this year with, with Origin. You know, like it'll be tough. It'll be fucking tough, mate. It's, it'll be t- depend be a, on the way they start. There'll the be season. a talk. There'll be a, there'll be 
you know, like I'm not sure what Madge is thinking. Yeah, Madge, Madge has come in. Like, so you look at Madge, right? He could right? be thinking totally different. Well, Madge come in and different levels, but at the time still players with strong reputations and runs on the board. Like, I think he, the, when he came in and took over the Kiwis, no Sean Johnson, no Kieran Foran. I don't think he cares. And then he went he's with Jerome Hughes and Dylan on, Brown. He's be picking on form. Mm. But then again, he's going to have his team. And then you go to the selectors. Yeah. And they're like, he's in. That's how it happens. Yeah, okay. Doesn't matter. Like he's gonna have he could have his team go, this is what I think. And then they go, Well, this is what we think, and this is what's gonna happen. So that's the difference. Guys like Freddie and all those blokes they had a bit of power because they play for New South Wales and they're like embedded in that sort of system. A lot more pool than other selectors where Majors he's fish out of water there. Yeah. A play to watch for the Cowboys, uh, mate, before we move on quickly. Dejaze Pua Avase. They've got young Islander just Tear away back rows. Highland Lukey's mate. my boy. Highland Lukey, um, Kuli Kefu Finuaki, uh, Jeremiah Nanai, and even the OG Luciano was still Luciano mm. was one of the best last year in a, in a bad Cowboys team. Luciano was putting putting together a still a good season, and then Luciano's got the flexibility to go to the middle as well. They got back rows coming out of their yeah. ass up at the Cowboys. Spencer, what they do? What do you reckon they'll start Tamalala in the front row? Yeah, put Ru- Yeah, I don't. I don't like the the balance of Ruben being in the back row. Okay, where do you like Ruben? I like Ruben playing a lock. And sorry, I had I had Ruben. Yeah, in yeah, lock. yeah. But I'm just like you know how he sometimes comes off the bench or he plays in the back row. Like put yeah. the, put him in at lock with fucking. He wears ten with Tao Malolo. Yeah, and just like and Robson and whoever that other front row is, McLean. Yeah, there's he, a great middle there. He wears ten, but Jace plays front I row know. and he plays lock. Jace just might like 13. He loves 13. Yeah. yeah. And that's respect to the OG. You yeah. Get so, but just put them all in the middle. Okay. That's yep. your best middle. Robson. Um, Robson. Fucking Cotter. Tao Malolo. And McLean. Right. Or, or Hess. I don't know. I'm sort of... Where did Cowboys finish? <laughs> I said I said they were going to be in the grand final. You think they're going to be in the no, grand final? No, I thought they were going to be in the grand final last what year. What about this year? Fuck, mate. I'm fucking hesitant not even to put him in the eight. Are ya? Yeah. Ooh. That's a big one. Mm. I like it. Well, there you go. You can't have everyone in the top eight. No. So someone's got to fall out. You know, they got the exact same team as last year. Yep. So obviously they've proven the wheels can fall off. Yep. Okay. That's fair enough. You know, that's so fair enough. I that much confidence in him. But I just think, I don't know. Now, I'm not going to make my mind up yet, but like it's it's not – I'm not as confident as I was last year because of Townsend. Yeah. Because of some of their players. I'm just like, fuck, he had such a down year compared to that year before. Fuck the team. Yeah, for sure. And they had players like like Robson had a career best year, played Origin. Cotter got fucking man of the match in Origin. Malolo is the key to that team, man. He needs to be playing every single game. And at the moment, he seemed like there's a few injuries creeping up. He can't get a full season in. He's Mm. the best – Best forward in, the, in this last generation, easily in my eyes. Yeah, but he, how old is he now? He'll be thirty this year. Yeah, he'd be 31, 32 now. A Again, lot of kilometers in those legs. Heaps a of lot cats. of minutes, and he's their spiritual leader, man. They go as far as he goes. Every year that they've dominated, it's because he's decided a... with that dude being the best forward in the world. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's 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 that dude. I don't think he has to be that dude for them this year. He must have, like, well, I think he passes the baton to guys like Jeremiah and I and, and Ruben I Cotter. think he's got a shitload more football in him. It's mm. just the body, your best ability is availability. He hasn't been available. You know, yeah. he's missed 10 games and then like, you know, the fuck around with, with him and Toddy, you know? I'm not sure about that relationship. 
I think it's good now. I think it you was know, a little, like I, playing a him bit, off the bench and like just shit like that and playing him fuck all minutes. Yeah, it was a little bit prickly before, but I think they figured it out now. I hope so. Because if he's playing his best football, they'll make the age. I'm trying to just check Jace's age now for you as we go. He's got to be 30. 30. He's 30 turning 31 this year. Yeah. So See, they debuted when he was 252 17. games. <laughs> it's a lot of footy, man. It's a lot of footy. And you're right. He played 16 games last year, so he missed. 10, Fuck. Yeah, so, so from, a lot of games, Yeah, man. he's missed a lot of games, man. So 2020, he only played 16. Yeah. 2021, only 15. You're right. 25 games, what happens? Yeah. Finals, top four. Bees dig off a grand final. 2023, 16, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. So you're right. You're 100% right. He's there, he's there, Tom Alolo is playing. He's their dude. He's he the, plays more than 20 games, they make the eight. All right. So if you agree with Mason, you think they're going to miss the eight, they're $2.10. And what is gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Call gamblinghelponline.com.au or call 1-800-858-858. Last question of the day, Mace. Um, out of all these three teams, the Dolphins, the Sea Eagles, and the Cowboys, which player do you think is going to be the most influential for all three teams this season? That's from Daniel Parker to finish off the show. But one each from each team, or no? just one out of the three? Oh man, it's, going to, it's, either, it's either Turbo or Talmolo. That's it. I don't think anyone's that influential in the in the Dolphins. Mm. That's going to, oh, someone's out, just say Nicarima's out or Bromwich or whatever, or Hammer. They're not. I it's agree. Not, it's not the end of the year. I agree. I don't Turbo, think Dolphins are going to. Turbo, they're done. But I think they have made the right moves last year when they put Garrick to fullback and they can manage that sort of stuff. Or you got Kohler now. That I could think they could manage that. But I'm thinking Talmalolo. I just explained it then. I just think he is so important to that team. If he has an off year, they're all off. He needs to be playing like at least 24 games. Mm. Turbo is massive, but I just think they nearly figured it out by the end of last year and they nearly made the eight. They did, yeah. You On know, four like, and against, maybe I just think a if game you did, out. If you didn't put that week's kid at fullback for four to six weeks when they lost five games, they make the eight. Well, if they had to put Garrick straight there. Raiders 32 points and then you had the Rabbitohs, Eels and Cowboys on 30 points and then Manly on 29. So they missed it by three points. And they fucked up three or four games there and they would have made the eight if they had, I reckon if, if Garrick had to play or if Kohler had to play at fullback. I don't know. Tell Milo. I'm with you on the team. I'm with a different player that I think you're going to agree upon as well. Out of all these three teams, I think the Cowboys have a high ceiling. And therefore, I'm going to go to the guy that we've talked a lot about in Chad Townsend. Yeah, I think yeah. he's the guy that changed the the culture of this team. I think there's going to be some nice added competition pressure for him to perform mm. this year with a guy like Jake Clifford in the squad, who's a North Queensland uh, ex player, junior, been around the club long enough. He'll know the boys well enough that if Chad's not on top of it, this team, in my opinion is a top four roster. Do you think that Clifford will push Townsend to that next level? I think – well, I think he'll just keep him honest. Yeah. I don't think Chad can go any higher than what he is now, but his best footy was for sure in 2022, mm. and this will get him back to it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, li I like that. Townsend, there's a lot of pressure on him because, like, that Clifford kid, he's not awful. He he's can fucking not. do a job. Well, he, I will just, do, he, will do, he can do a job as good as Townsend. Well, the pressure on Chad is this squad. Look at the squad, mate. This is a good this squad. Should be Last year was a fucking grand final team. We both thought they were going to win the grand final. And Why? Cronulla. They were stacked. Yeah. Because they're, they're stacked. still stacked. And they're still stacked. Ruben Potter, dog. Jeremiah Nye, dog. You're talking Griffin Neem, dog. Reese Robson, dog. Luton, Tommy Dearden, Luton. dog. 
Highland Lukey, dog. Val Holmes, dog. Oh, like, yes. Like, just everyone. You got, you're too good. You're too good. You are too good not to be in the top eight. It's top four roster and the most And I fucking love the Cowboys. Player. I yeah. fucking love the Cowboys. I want them to do good. I'm just yeah. like, oh. But they got you. They burnt you last year. Burnt me last year. Yeah, okay. I always feel – so this is, I think, the punning side of me as well. It's like I always back that same horse just in case. Yeah. You know, like back one horse and one feel, week and, and then – I feel if I say no, they'll fucking just go, listen, okay. top, make the top four. So you're saying no. They're in the top eight. You're, <laughs> they're in. All right. All right, let's get um, – that's the end of the show. Coming back on Thursday, we're going to break down. <laughs> Mace thinks the Eels, Rabbitohs and Raiders are all going to make the eight as well. Oh, shit. Is there a top 14? <laughs> <laughs> See you guys.